Hey everyone, welcome to the Film Fund Podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or a grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. By the t- I have this script written about our spring 2022 narrative and documentary contests being closed. Well, by the time this episode comes out, that'll be irrelevant because it'll be a month later, so I need to edit this. But at the time of this recording, our spring 2020 narrative and documentary contests were scheduled to be closed, but we decided to extend that deadline for a week. None of this matters to you because by the time this episode comes out, it will be uh, irrelevant, so I need to edit this script. But go to thefilmfund.co to enter your one sentence pitch we do uh hold contests regularly so if you are listening at a later date which you are check the website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information you can write one sentence for a chance to receive up to ten thousand dollars and other prizes to make your film today we have omar abreu hope i'm saying that right usually i go over the guest's pronunciation of their name before we start recording but yolo if people still say that omar did i say that right you did yeah Okay, sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Omar received a $400 kit split gift card to help with equipment rentals for his short film. And uh, Omar, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Could you give us a little bit of information about yourself? Sure. Um, my name's Omar. Uh, I'm from New York. I'm an artist and filmmaker um, hailing from the Bronx, born and raised. Um, I'm a recent graduate of Parsons and fine art. So a lot of my work sort of merges filmmaking, video and sculpture. Um, Very cool. Recently, yeah, it's it's really fun having sort of like a multidisciplinary approach to, to making. And um, I, uh, you know, I've been making films for about two years. I've also been working as a videographer and a director for the past two years, um, making videos for social, um, as well as shorts um, and things like that, including the short that I pitched to, to Film Fun. Um, there you go. That I'm able to get the ball rolling um, with the with the kit split gift card. Mm. So awesome. What um. What are some of the highlights about your work? I know you mentioned kind of multidisciplinary sculpture. Um... Yeah, well, one of my first videos was like a more experimental approach um, called Transfiguration, which featured audio of my parents' interviews about their experience um, in the Dominican Republic, especially experiences of like queer people um, and trans folks there. And then it sort of superimposed with me. So I'm sort of like inserting myself into because their stories were always like, I think I saw this one guy, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it was like the 60s. Right. NGR. And so I sort of drew this line where I was interested in, you know, they were looking at this person and they didn't know that this person would be like their future child in a way. Mm. Um, or that they would share an experience they had no idea at the time. Um so I did that and it was great. Um, sorry for like the sirens that are in the background. <laughs> That's um, okay. If you hear that. <laughs> um, but I was able to exhibit it. It was part of a couple exhibitions. Um, and it was sort of my first, you know, work that was taken seriously by, you know, some art professionals outside of just like the work I was doing at school, you know, it's just mm. like fucking around with my camera. 
Right. Um, what was the name of that short? So it's called Transfiguration. Transfiguration. You said that. Right. Right. Sorry, I'm still waking up. I overslept. I didn't have coffee yet. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about <laughs> no, that. No, you're good. Um, I'm on the is, same. I'm on the same wave. Yeah. Is um is Transfiguration available online to watch? It is. It is it's on my Vimeo. Oh, cool. We'll check that out. We'll definitely link to that in the uh, the show notes for sure. That's awesome. Can you tell us about the the winning pitch you submitted? Yes. Um, I wrote a small pitch, the one sentence about a story of a kid who unexplicably comes back from the dead and sort of the neighbors that are dealing with that impossibility. Um, it's based in the Bronx where I'm from and you know, it would be filmed in my apartment and it would probably be filmed with my neighbors. So it's just like mm -hmm. overarching, more communal project. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I pitched that. And one of the reasons why I'm, I'm working on it is that there's a lot of pre preset narratives about where I come from, especially coming from the Bronx and like, the images that that conjures up and like you know the national imagination like we've we've seen the the um uh an apology is it too loud i just want to confirm real quick. no no no. i can hear it there's definitely there's definitely ambient noise going like on but i can hear you i can hear you fine um adds a little flavor okay, cool. to the the track I'm, I'm totally fine with it a little flair welcome to new york you can never <laughs> sound out anything ever there you go <laughs> you know someone's always gonna bring another bit of noise mm. but um, I, I was into this possibility. I was really inspired by films like Memoria and Uncle Boomy Who Could Recall Fast Lives by um, an amazing director called the Picha Pong Wakul, who, you know, is able to sort of implement these very like meditative, existential, philosophical, impossible, mystical scenes and these like very mundane spaces. Um, and I was interested in that. I was interested in what does it mean for like death to not be the ending or for death to not end in a space where mm -hmm. it's sort of like known for it to be such a ubiquitous thing. It's, you know, I was doing some more copy work for this other short I did, this scan short um, called To Be Determined. Uh, and like listening to like all of these archival news things, like it was... It was interesting sort of what defined my neighborhood and what defined my space. Mm -hmm. um, so I was interested in writing a story or crafting a story that sort of went against that, but in a way, I don't know, that felt meditative and celebratory and also um, interesting and beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's yeah, I like that. You're, I like that you're, um, like you said, people have these preset kind of imaginings of what the setting of the Bronx looks like or what New York looks like. And I like that you're challenging that um, and sort of injecting um, other perspectives into it. I think that's really cool. And that gets to the basis of what we really like to see in stories here at the Film Fund, which is conflict. Um, you know, every story has a conflict as the root of its um, what's driving the narrative forward. It's two opposing forces coming together and something's got to happen uh, from that. So even just you not even looking at the actual pitch yet or the story, um, but just taking that concept of like a different um, 
imagining of the setting or a different presentation of the setting versus what people may have in their their mind's eye um that's a conflict right there it's it, before you even start telling stories so i think that's super cool um now i've been reading typically the film phone we don't release the winning sentences until the films are released but i have been reading some of them uh on the podcast episodes would you be comfortable with me reading it or do you want to keep it uh a secret until we release the film it's totally up to you uh you could you could read it you know i'm still in the really early stages so uh-huh okay if anyone feels drawn to it hit me up let's, <laughs> sounds, let's make it together sounds good so it is using funding to rent equipment and pay talent a story unfolds in a bronx community where death is ubiquitous but when a local teenager returns from death residents struggle with their new reality and you can see right there you have the conflict of well this local teenager comes back from the dead so you're challenging just the concept of life right there um, and then you have the residents struggling with the new reality of this this person coming back from death so there's a lot to work with there there's a lot of conflict um a lot of you know wondering where is the story going and there's also the the very important thing in writing which is um a lot of people re refer to it as the question so what you know like okay great that happened so what like what's the greater implication of that what's going to happen um both in the story and from a thematic point of view and you know you have these these people struggling with the reality you have death being ubiquitous um it's just really there's a lot there um to to really digest um and i think it's super interesting it's a great pitch it's very succinct uh we make all the pitches we require all pitches to be less than 200 characters so got to get it across in in one <laughs> sentence which omar yeah. did a a beautiful job with um, and it's just a super cool pitch. We'll, uh, we'll put this on the website as well. So you can check it out when you go to look for examples to submit your pitch. Um, people are always asking me, you know, what do you look for in entries or how do I make this one sentence? This is impossible. Well, we have a ton of real examples from real winning projects that we can post like this one. So if you're listening, uh, write, take out your pen for now, write it down or tip it up. Uh, but we will post it on the website. So Omar, you said um, you draw inspiration from kind of your community, right? and your, your life experiences. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? I know you talked about the inspiration for your one film, um, but it's just such an interesting um, and I think relatable way to create stories. I would love to hear some more about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of my work draws, is drawn from experience, is drawn from life. Um, you know, I'm really, I'm always interested in sort of, not necessarily ambiguity but like this blurring of lines and i think that comes from you know being raised you know uh by dominican parents you know in this immigrant household where there were like certain expectations for what it means for me to exist um what were those and on top of that sort of being i think it's you know a certain kind of masculine performance a certain kind of attraction a certain kind of life but on top of that you know deep familial ties, a really tight-knit immigrant community um, mm -hmm. that exists in sort of uptown New York. Um, so there were these codes, some of which that I was able to sort of meet and others that were a, lot, a little bit more difficult for me to meet. Sure. Um, and so there's, I think sort of throughout my life, I've sort of had this experience where I've had these expectations and then not meeting them or meeting them and sort of pushing back a little bit on what was expected of me as someone coming from this family, as someone from this neighborhood, as a queer person. Um, 
And so my experience is sort of navigating all of those things makes me want to make stories that blur all of those different parts of people, you know? Mm. Um, and in the, the story that I pitched, you know, it's this really deep existential philosophical impossibility happening to a really small, you know, group of Dominican neighbors who are like grappling on top of like their lives who are also grappling these questions. And I think that's also because that's just what in recent times I've seen from my family, you know, people have these expectations of them because they speak mostly Spanish or mm-hmm. they're, they're not having these conversations that maybe I had in art school but they're right. still grappling with the same question, you know, they're still grappling with that same thing. So it's how do I bring those questions in that space in a way that makes sense. And it's it's mostly through, through the inspiration of just watching my family, watching my parents, watching the people around me sort of live their lives and mm-hmm. trying to represent that in like an interesting, um, a new way. Mm. Now, has that um, influenced your... I'll call it studio art for lack of a better term, just for my ignorance, the, the art you did in, in terms of sculpture and um, mm-hmm. the other non-film filmmaking based art. Um, have you tried to bring those same themes into that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I did a, a small series where I sort of took apart are these like men's Jordan shoes and like restruck, rearranged them on the wall. Okay. So they became these like Roshark esque forms and, you know, thinking about gender performance and like being oh, so young cool. and people being like, you need the Jordans, like you need to wear this thing because this means mm. this, right? Like, of course, that's I feel like it's a very day, New York thing as well. <laughs> like the, like right. the streetwear, like, oh, yeah, you got to get these Jordans. <laughs> you got to get these Jordans. So, and I want to, you know, it's fun and it's cool, but it's also, and I, I find it just interesting how these really mundane or like regular things that sort of really imbued with like these scripts of like, what does it mean to be a guy? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be part of a certain community and have certain values? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that and also do a lot of archival work, which bleeds into my video too, um, mm-hmm. where I'm looking at video taken from childhood. I'm looking at, you know, old telenovelas. Um, that's a word I haven't you heard know. in a long time. We, uh, I had, <laughs> I had, uh, I say that because I went, I had um, Spanish since like first grade in middle school, and mm. we we used to one of the teachers would just put them on and we would just watch them, and I was like, what is? This? She's like, oh, it's a okay. telenovela. Oh my <laughs> like, god, I don't know if you should be watching telenovelas. Like, whatever exactly. age you were watching them, yeah, it was crazy. Um, they were so fun. Funny. These like little kids <laughs> trying to learn Spanish, and all they're learning are like fighting words because that's exactly. all they do. Exactly. It was hysterical. Uh, but, you know, there's, you know, those, it's all archive, you know, it's all, the thing about media is that to a certain level, it's always teaching something about something about what it means to be a person in a certain context. Mm. So I'm, I'm always looking at that and, you know, always, I did these like large scale collages that I'm probably getting back to soon. That sort of flatten all those things where it's like archival images of me, my family, media, newsprints, these sort of like Mm -hmm. large scale, you know, portraits of of time. Will these um, Uh, archival pieces be included in mm -hmm. the new film you're working on? Yes. Yes. Oh, very cool. 
That's awesome. I need to figure out a way. Or I'm trying to figure out a way to to do it in where it's able to like bleed into sort of the narrative structure, um, in a mm-hmm. way that like it's it's like this nonfiction but also fiction kind of. Sure. I mean, a good example is. I mean, I feel like everyone's talking about this movie, but for good reason. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Um, I need to see it. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. Now I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. Okay, I need to well, watch it. There's well, this is oh, is this a spoiler? It's not a. It's not a. It's it's a plot point, but it's not a spoiler. Okay. That's do fair. you know anything about the movie? No, I know it's very it's, nothing uh, about the movie. Well, it's some. There's a big Asian presence in it. I know the cast and crew was very mm-hmm. well represented. Um, mm-hmm. That's about. <laughs> that's about. I know. I know. Um, Jackie Jackie Chan wow. was contacted to be the lead. But mm-hmm. he either turned it down or didn't I, something with that. So I don't I don't really know much about it now. <laughs> it's well, it's it's a multiverse movie. So Michelle Yeoh, who's the main character, has all these mm. different selves. Okay. And one of the selves is a movie star, and the way that they do that is that they just put images of her in real life, like at premieres. Oh wow! And then they're like, "This is her being a movie star." <laughs> um, like the character being a movie star, but then they just right. use actual vi- videos of her. Okay. So. I think there's a way to sort of like, and it doesn't feel like you're taken out, but I'm just like, wait, that's the premiere of Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> oh, like wow. That's so funny. Uh, well done, actually. The, the Daniels did that, right? Yeah. The, the director. The directing duo, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they did such a good job, but there's a lot of examples, and I'm trying to find more examples of like archive, of like non- non-fiction archive and like fiction mm-hmm. narrative and sort of mm-hmm. like how how that works because i feel like it's going to be pretty hard to try to just make everything up you know yeah. when there's so much material already there that i can mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that's a great idea it's definitely engaging and that bit you mentioned about everything oh my god i'm gonna butcher the title every everything everywhere all at once is that mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah um i feel like that just seems like such a creative way to blend like fiction with reality so using the the real um video clips but relating it to this fictional storyline uh i think that's super cool and i am excited to see how you um integrate that maybe similar technique into your film as well yeah, so you recently sure. uh oh sorry go ahead i'm a bad no, host ahead, I, yeah. uh, I cut people off <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> I was just going to um, ask. Um, oh, sorry. There we go again. <laughs> it's also part of the part of the bandwidth with these remote. Um, I think that's part mm-hmm. of it. The remote interviewing. There's like a slight delay. Anyway, you yeah. go say say what you were gonna say. And then I'll. Yeah, I, w- I was in. I was just gonna say. You know, I'm I'm just finishing up the really fun part of of making, which is writing and like imagining and finishing. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. Um, and I'm about to get into the not fun part that leads into the fun part, which is shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and either way, I'm, I'm just really excited. I've like just been visiting or being at my parents' building, looking at it completely differently. Um, it's where I grew up, but then like viewing it through like a filmmaker or artist perspective, you're like, okay, how right, am I going to yeah. do this? How am I going to, mm-hmm. what's the best way to like, you know, place a camera, how does lighting look? What is there a best time of day? What you know? So yeah, I'm just I'm just excited about it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love that you're you know going back to your actual parents building. That's where you're shooting it. 
Oh, that's awesome. So you're really going real world on this thing, which is uh, amazing. I love that. Um, definitely putting a, a piece of yourself into the film for sure. So the, the thing I was going to ask when I rudely cut you off twice, um, you said you were a recent grad from art school. Are you looking to pursue mm -hmm. filmmaking full time? Yes. Yes, I am. I mean, I currently have a day job. Okay. I mean, you what's know, the day job we, we get speaking of real world, we get very into the weeds in this show. Yes. It's, um, I work as a production coordinator, um, a okay. job that I recently just got. Um, cool. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, it's really nuts and bolts in a way that I sort of didn't get an art school. Art school is very esoteric, very like, you know, oh, what is, what if this is this and what does this mean? But then like, <laughs> it's not much like, how do I do something? Right. Um, you know, it's way more about like the meaning of images than like making them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been, it's been a really big crash course um, to filmmaking. But I still, you know, dedicate a lot of time to either my own personal projects or, you know, if someone needs a director and they're just like, hey, I'm just trying to make this video for social. I'm just trying to do this short thing. Um, I would put my hand in it. Mm -hmm. um, I am working on a film with my friend who I DP'd for. Cool. Um, What'd you guys shoot on? And I'm so Black Magic. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I... Yeah, it's it's sort of just like making time, um, mm -hmm. but also finding things that are worth your time too. Mm -hmm. Like when time is limited, I can't. I feel like I try to like really, just really sort of bulk my time up with like project, 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 regardless of what I actually thought about the project. Mm -hmm. um, and that's super training. Um, yeah. And then I'm not even happy with what's with what's happening um yeah so... i i struggle with that as well it's like i um i always try to do four things at once <laughs> and you know mm -hmm. you can't do that um no. so it's it's very it's challenging to learn how to say no to certain opportunities um because yeah. especially when you're first starting out you just want to say yes to everything and i think for a time you need to say yes to almost everything um mm -hmm. like i've i've turned down job offers before just because they weren't right for my career tra trajectory but um mm -hmm. aside from that like i try to do almost everything i can like i'm i always my schedule's so packed and it's just like <laughs> finding the time to focus on each project is always challenging um and i've got a lot of irons in the fire if you even just look at our parent company's website discontent media group it's um there's the film fund there's ff branded there's my own production company then there's this nft project for the the short film I directed and produced and wrote, and it's just like, it's so much. And so I definitely, yeah. um, I understand, you know, filling your schedule with a lot of things, but I think doing that, you also find out what you're most drawn to. Um, and maybe by, you know, hopping on, if someone's making stuff for social and it's from like a commercial aspect, maybe you'll learn like, Oh, I really like commercial directing. Mm -hmm. Um, or I like narrative or it'll teach you like, Oh, screw this. I like narrative better. I like this you know, using this archival media in, uh, um, you know, narrative media a lot better than making commercials and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think being busy is good, but I definitely mm -hmm. feel you there in terms of like being drained by <laughs> so much to do, but I think it's a, you know, a lot of, it's a good problem to have, you know, I'd rather be busy yeah. than, 
you know, twiddling my thumbs, wondering, oh, what what am I going to do today? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Excuse me. But absolutely. You know, you you need that era in your in your career where you kind of just have to say like fuck it like sure mm-hmm. i'll do it sure i guess i'm doing sound today oh i guess yep. i'm gaffing today oh i guess i'm doing this <laughs> like you you do it all not only to sort of gain knowledge but also to um figure out yeah exactly what you said like what you like um and also you know if I've, and I've noticed this in working on like the small things I've worked on when it's your own project, you're kind of doing everything anyways. Yep. Um, so you're either saying yes to somebody else or you're, you're doing it yourself and you're doing everything anyways. Mm. Um, yeah, I just ran, we're getting so this good. agency off the ground, FF brand, and we have some big clients now, which I'm super excited about. Um, we haven't released mm-hmm. a project yet, so I don't know if I can say who they're for exactly, but the first couple of projects we added to the portfolio one was for my friend uh, who has a, a car consulting company. I was running sound. I was like holding the boom. Um, you know, I had the little task cam in my pocket. Right. And so I was like, man, like <laughs> this is my company, but it was a reality check. It's like, man, I'm really like doing everything today. I'm producing, yep. I'm yep. directing, I'm running sound. Uh, See, so sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're building things, it's really on you. Um, and mm-hmm. you don't always have that. Like the last video we did, um, we had a $20,000 budget, which was awesome. And it was for this big client, but like Mm -hmm. just getting started, you, you need to throw yourself into everything and it teaches you and it builds character too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love, I love that you're throwing your hands into everything. I think that's super awesome. It's, it's fun. And I'm learning to just enjoy it. I mean, I had a conversation and I think also part of it, or just based on what we're talking about doing everything and sort of feeling good making sure you're feeling good about Mm -hmm. doing everything exactly i had a conversation with this um someone at my job who or who represents the company that i work for um did like a sales workshop and he's a sales rep but he's also for commercials but he's also a executive producer okay and he he just talked about like you know y'all are early you pay your dues you do it all and you refine your craft and like that's the there's there's potential for like a really good fun energy to come out of that mm-hmm. instead of like viewing it as sort of this thing i have to do right or like oh this is just like you know i have to go through the production ringer and like i have to you know be be doing all of these things there's I don't know. There's there's an opportunity for poss- there's a bigger opportunity for possibility at the stage that mm-hmm. I'm at that I'm leaning into more as I like sort of take on more projects and do things and start and do everything more I mm-hmm. guess um, as I'm building my own stuff. Yeah, and it gives you an appreciation uh, for other positions, and you really um, mm-hmm. you it makes you better at your job, whatever that job may be. At the end of the day, if you realize one day like I definitely want to be a director um, or a producer. Um, an example I can think of is I, I was working as a studio manager for um, a film studio here in Philly, and I did not, going in, I did not know that much about equipment. Um, like, just, and I still don't, like, <laughs> but I learned a lot at that job. Um, you know, different C-stands and different 
you know, mounts and, and baby pins versus junior pins and all that genie stuff. Um, it made me have more of an appreciation for really what goes into the job. Like you're hiring these people. Um, and when you're putting together budgets, it's like, oh, okay, now I know what this money is being used for. Um, so like you yeah. learn a lot about everything when you do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, how about that mm-hmm. sentence? <laughs> Wisdom right there. Um, <laughs> you, know, you learn about everything by doing everything. No shit. Well, it's true. Um, but that's awesome. So mm-hmm. what, um, you know, with really throwing your, your hat in the ring in these different aspects, what advice can you give to our community of filmmakers? Mm. Advice I could give. Um, well, in my, in my short, uh, I say short, but then I'm like, you know, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but it's like short and not short simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the power of collaboration is really important. I've noticed in my own practice, you know, a strong grounding as to why, you know, like, why am I working on this? Why is this important to me? Why am I giving my extra time outside of the job I already work to work on this thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Really refining, reading, understanding why I've noticed is such a battery in my in my back, you know, mm-hmm. to get shit done. You know, that first experimental short, you know, took a while to finish. Um, just compiling and getting it together. This other short that I'm working on that I DP for, and I'm also editing, and I'm getting sort of a really a much bigger um, creative part in. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it's taken a while and. They're projects that I'm able to sustain because I understand exactly why I'm in it and why I'm in this game and why I want to do the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just say, I would say that I would say, get your why straight, um, and be open and work with people and meet new people and like everyone. We're we're at a place where, or at least I'm at a place where. Everyone's able to do everything for everybody, you know. Maybe I have this group of friends who all want to be directors, and I know we all want to direct, but like, one of us could do this, one of us could do that, one right. of us could. I'll direct this one, you DP this one, and mm-hmm. it's that's sort of how you build community, and that's how you sort of are able to get things done. Yeah, um, no, when I, you're sort of I, first starting out. That's amazing. I love I love that attitude. Like you, you have kind of a filmmaking collective um, mm-hmm. there. You know, you DP this one, I'll direct this one, I'll edit this one, you do that one. It's great. And you're right. That's exactly, especially when you don't have massive budgets to work with. Um, like, that's how you get things done. Uh, you just got to put in the time. And then one day, after all that hard work, maybe you will have a budget to work with. Um, maybe you will have a gift card to rent some equipment <laughs> for the film, from the film fund. Um, right. So you never know. So that's awesome. Um, and, and with these projects, are you planning on submitting them to festivals? Yes. Um, I, my original, my first short Transfiguration, I sort of only thought about as like this art gallery piece, mm-hmm. but somebody recently told me like, you should submit this. Um, so I'm submitting that. Um, Very cool. This project I'm, I DP'd and sort of also produced and also I'm editing and also in <laughs> color grading <laughs> um, called Larimal, which is about, um, you know, Latinidad and masculinity uh, is 
finishing up soon. We're sort of just starting starting the scoring process, and okay, we're sort of in those final moments with it. We're planning on submitting that as well. Very cool. Um, and there's yeah, definitely submitting that. Um, and that's it, sort of for my festival. Mm-hmm. Well, my festival submissions are looking like so far. There's a documentary mm-hmm. I'm going to work on over the summer. Um, that I might and you really do keep your hands full. <laughs> That's a lot of projects. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. As my body has caused that. <laughs> um, it is, but I've, I've been lucky that, you know, these are projects that are fun. I understand why they're being made. And so it's a lot easier for me to give my energy and also take it Mm -hmm. slow like i'm not there is no timetable you know Mm -hmm. if it's it's one of the shorts that i dp'd you know we both work full-time jobs if it's just one or two nights a week that we meet up and we get it done we get it done but it's Mm -hmm. getting done it's moving way faster on you know the small the work on it little by little schedule than it is like trying to bang it out and then we're exhausted and then we have Mm -hmm. to like not touch it right um so yeah i think that's it i think that's all that i'm working on awesome and the status of your current project uh the one the film fund pitch um Mm -hmm. that is you said you're still uh, writing the screenplay i'm almost done with the screenplay um i pretty much have an outline of what i know i want to happen so now it's just sort of filling out those last bits Mm -hmm. um did you did you teach yourself screenwriting I did. That's awesome. Any uh, any resources you would recommend for those out there who may also not be doing the film school thing and want to learn how to write a screenplay? Um, uh, or just I suggestions. Mean, way, <laughs> how, how did uh, you do it? A lot of Google. A lot mm-hmm. of reading scripts I liked. So I'm a big reader. Art school okay. right now is a big, like, theoretical you know you read a lot of stuff so all the movies that have moved me i just started reading Mm -hmm. you know and i'm like okay you know i know how to build a story and and i know i'm trying to figure out how to build stories i like um you know there's a lot of technical stuff to to screenwriting but i've learned that the technical stuff is really easy to google (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's really easy to like be like okay interior this this and this okay i need a structure like this but read stories you really like and read try to sort of get in touch with like the rhythm the way it's being said the words that are being used to describe certain feelings emotions Mm -hmm. um which i'm really glad i went to art school because it sort of taught me a lot of that language Mm -hmm. um you know about like how to how to portray an emotion instead of just like describing something that's happening. Right. Show don't tell. Um, exactly. Exactly. That's so, great. Just read a lot. That's my advice. Yeah. Read. You can't write if you don't read. Exactly. No, that's great advice. Um, and I would even take that a step further, and I would say, I think reading screenplays is great. It's definitely something I need to do more of. But also just reading like novels too. Just read everything you can because you'll get such an appreciation for language. Um, I'm nerding out here. I was an English major <laughs> back in the day. Um, so I just, you know, just I took a break from reading for a little bit. Not like on purpose. I just like stopped 
reading books for fun for a while and i got back into it recently um and i was like wow this is like that's right i'm a writer i love this um so like you it just when you get into that flow and you start appreciating language it really helps you and it can inspire you too like it's inspired me to pick up I keep saying pick up pens like everything's fucking on a laptop today <laughs> get out my laptop okay. and and start writing uh, in my spare time again so that's awesome I, yeah i would just say read as much as you can read everything you can and definitely read screenplays too if you don't know the format um because that yeah. will help as well you know, i see a lot of people send me scripts sometimes like friends and they're just not formatted right and that's like step one you really need to to learn um yeah because if you send like you know a script in a word doc or something and it's just like doesn't look right um Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take you seriously. That's the just, first thing people notice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like just spend the money, get final draft. It's like a hundred bucks or something. Mm -hmm. um, just do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, or the final draft door for you. Not condoning this, but maybe you could find a friend who could give you a copy. Uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> but yeah, go. <laughs> listen, uh, listen. Go get the final draft. <laughs> do do what you got to do. Yeah. To make sure it looks right. Yes. Well, awesome. Omar, thank you so much for coming on the show today. What's next for you? Uh, I know you mentioned some projects you're working on. Yeah, I'm working on this documentary um, that I'm sort of just getting off the ground. Um, I'm finishing the editing process of a project that I uh, DP'd and produced, um, and we're hoping to get that into festival soon. Um, and also this project, I'm trying to see if I could get a little bit more funding. Mm -hmm. see if Do you have a title for this project? Yeah, it's called On Death. On Death. On Death. Love so it. the ways that like, you know, people make these esoteric philosophical writings are like on the existence of something on this, right, on right, death. right. I love that. Um, it's on death. Well, it's also literally on death because it's yes. on because it didn't happen. <laughs> uh huh. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And then do you have um, social media channels where we could check you out? Yes, um, you can hit me up at Mujero, M-U-J-E-R-O, on Instagram and also on Twitter. Um, and yeah, hit me up there. Cool. And uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning into the podcast. Today was the last day to submit your pitch for the Spring Narrative and Documentary Contest, but we've extended that deadline for one week. So now the deadline will be next Tuesday, but none of this matters because we're not even going to put this episode out until the deadlines are over anyway. So... The important thing to take away from that is to check out our social media, check out our website, because that is where we post the most up-to-date information about our contest. We host uh, about four contest periods per year, so definitely check those out for the most up-to-date information, where you can win up to 10 grand, kids split gift cards, and some other prizes, depending on what sponsors we have. Also, check out our blog, which is at blog.thefilmfund.co. Great filmmaking and producing chips. Chips. I didn't eat breakfast either yet. Uh, I got food and coffee on the mind. Um, filmmaking producing tips at that website. We also have our old, what used to be the blog is called the Film Fund Learn now. So if you go to the filmfund.co slash learn, you can find things like our pre-production tips, our editing tips, everything like that. Um, everything's on the Film Fund website, the filmfund.co. Just check us up there. Uh, we have an awesome ebook on our resources page, The Ultimate Guide to Pre-Production. Check that out if you have no idea what to do and you didn't go to film school like me or omar and you need to figure out what to do figure out how to make a budget how to schedule how to write a screenplay got everything in there for you again i want to thank everyone for listening or watching if you're checking out the video tune in roughly every month we release these episodes on fridays uh omar is there anything else you'd like to add no thank you so much 
it was great finally meeting you, seeing your face. Yes, you um, as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, and, uh, everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah. Talk to everyone soon.